Bintang mendam goblok. Tidak tak. Can they hear English now? No, we're not speaking English. They just hear English because of the translators we just installed. Welcome, guys, to Spencer and Tim Tackle on the Phantom Done Right podcast. Today, we're reviewing The Last Starfighter. seen the movie that's not gonna make sense but if you've seen the movie i hope you appreciate it <laughs> and if you haven't seen the movie please go watch it so that makes sense yes uh so this yeah so this is definitely a movie uh well welcome back to the podcast tim and i are here we're, we're bringing the show back this is not the follow-up to dark knight rises uh if that's what you were <laughs> expecting um, but it is a follow-up in a lot of ways to our episode on Tron way back when. We're doing a, since we've, you know, every once in a while we do like a trilogy or series and then we do individual movies. So last time with the individual movies, we tried to just pick a few that we liked as growing up in like different genres. And this time we're trying something a little new. We're doing Tim's Choice and then Spencer's Choice. Uh, and we're just going to see how that goes for for a bit. Uh, and this week is definitely Tim's choice. Tim, what do, talk about this. Talk about your choice. Why do why do you want to watch this? Why do you want to cover this? For okay, the so, so this movie's Last Starfighter um, came out in 1984. More, I'll talk. Um, I have things to say about that, but more on that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> we definitely have a lot to talk about that. Uh, so, growing up, I, me, and my brother watched this movie so much. And I teased it on uh, on Cole and I's review of The Lost World, Jurassic Park. But we watched this movie so much on VHS. And and now we, we have a Blu-ray copy, um, which is great because it has so many uh, director commentary and stuff like that. But, oh, that's cool. man, this is, just, this is just an integral part of my childhood. And uh, But watching it this last time for the review... It, it has been a long time since I've seen it. Like, the last time I saw it probably was when I was nine or ten. <laughs> a bit, and I'm, a I'm older than that now. Yes. We are both <laughs> uh, older than so, nine. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm definitely viewing this movie in a completely new light. And I I had fun with it. Man, it's... Like, it, it's so different from from other movies of that era because it, it tried to use different technology and stuff. And we'll get into that more too. But so I think it's hard to compare this movie to other movies of that era, but I, I love it. I, I kindly disagree because <laughs> I had fun. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll tackle this movie hard and, yes. uh, and uh, it'll be, it'll be a fun discussion. Uh, Alex Rogan will not know what hit him oh, with this review. <laughs> Which, when I went to the IMDb for this movie, it showed like all you know, it shows like the actors' photos, and it's always a little stark yeah. when you like, because just so listeners, you know, I have never seen this movie before. 
This is the first time watching it. <laughs> I think I'd heard of it. It was very familiar, uh, but all the alien stuff, I was like, what, what's going on? Uh, but anyway, so I opened up the IMDb to kind of do some reading up on it for the episode. And um, it just was stark because you watched a movie with all these young people and all of the photos are like, just they're all like middle-aged people now. <laughs> yeah. Like all gray hair and stuff. And then the people that were like old when this movie came out, they're, they're gone. Like, like the guy that plays Centauri, <laughs> like, his photos they like weren't on the IMDb white. page. They're just gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, they've since passed. I guess um, they've taken their place among the stars. I'm just kidding. That's not a thing in this movie. Um, but like, CS Centauri was like a black and white photo. So I was like, oh my goodness, just fun, <laughs> just super fun. Uh, oh, there's just yeah. This so this was a this is one of those things where I had to take everything with a. A bit of a grain of salt, you know. I'm not going to expect great effects. You know, you can't expect like this is a movie. All I knew about this movie was like the title. I knew it was about space and a video game, and I knew that Tim loves this movie. <laughs> Growing up, <laughs> like that was about it. That was about all I had going into this. And so, and so with that, there was a little bit of like, well, would a kid enjoy this? Absolutely. <laughs> and there was a there's just a lot of laughable moments as well. Uh, maybe not, maybe they weren't always supposed to be funny, but they were funny all the same. Yeah. Yeah. The definitely a uh, cult classic. Tim, Tim and I did a little poll amongst some of our friends, uh, and none of them had heard of it, <laughs> but there wasn't, there wasn't that many so responses. I was so you surprised didn't put much by of that. a time limit on that. I was like, it's well, all, the poll's yeah. already over, but that's okay. Well, cause I, I tried to get, well, I wanted the results before, um, recording that before we recorded this i see now uh but i i just i didn't realize that like uh i just watched it so much growing up uh i just i thought everyone had seen it and i um i think i can understand why this is a cult classic but i was i was just shocked no one had heard of it so before we get into uh the story sure a, a lot of a lot of People at the time thought this was uh, either based off of a video game, an arcade game, or um, there was going to be an arcade game released about the same time of, of the same story. And they were making the arcade game, but it never got released. But there was one that was released for the NES that was released in 1990 that was a faithful re recreation of the arcade in the movie. Uh, nice. And then... Uh, there was a, a prototype for the arcade um, that was made, but it, it just was never released. And now there is a uh, a fan made Last Starfighter game for the PC, and uh, <laughs> I I haven't played it yet. Oh, but, I was about um, to ask him, like, did you play it? <laughs> uh, and then some of the the concept for the prototype game was used for for a game like uh, Polybius, an arcade game, and then some other games with just the similar styles of the game. Uh, but for, for most of it, the, the game itself was never released. Was, was but, the movie designed yeah. to sell the game? Um, or they just make the game movie and then they're like, oh, let's make a game. Yeah, I believe that they were just planning on making the game as kind of just its own thing. I don't okay. think that was used as promotional material. They, there were going to be some action figures for this movie that 
of pretty much all the main characters. Oh, for sure. There's a lot uh, of action figure makeable characters in this. Yeah, but main they also not. were never released. Uh, so let's let's just jump right into the story. Uh, and th- just to start off with, this this movie had a banger of a theme song. I was. A- it's so good. <laughs> and this is not. Don't expect. I don't know what to say. If you haven't seen it, the theme song is great, but it is also pretty much the only song. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is not, as far as I know, on any streaming service. Uh, I, I checked it no. out from the good old library. Uh, not the library closest to me because they didn't have it, but I got it. <laughs> so we're good. Uh, but yeah, that's part of the experience, though. When you put it in, and I hope the Blu-ray menu still has this, but the menu <laughs> is like... <laughs> Like a like a menu for the you know the, I don't know what for the the inside of the Starfighter, and there's the yeah. big loud boom 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 boom, Richard Starfighter, and I, I did that, and I was like, oh, what is Tim getting me into? <laughs> this is awesome though. It was it's part of the experience, I, I, but but yeah, but you did enjoy the theme song, right? Because I think it's it's, it's just great. It, I love how much they stuck their they stuck to their guns with the theme song. Like they didn't yeah. thought, oh, are we using this too much? No, keep using it. <laughs> this this movie just like who like the people that made this movie just went all the way in. Like they did not hesitate yeah. on a single detail. They're like, should this guy be an iguana man? Yes, yes, he will be. <laughs> we could do half of iguana man. Nope, he's gonna <laughs> full full costume the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, so, so the the story, when you look at the the basic concept of the story, it is simple. It is a guy on Earth plays an arcade game. the The arcade game is actually just a uh, a test to see if they're a good starfighter. He breaks the record, goes to Star Command, and realizes it's a big war, and Earth isn't the only thing out there. At the edge and, of like, the galaxy uh, or something. Yeah, it's yeah. They call it like the Star Frontier or something. Um, well, the Frontier was like the, the wall there, or the shield or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the wall of space. The wall of uh, space. Yes. And, <laughs> Don't think about it too much. And so Alex, <laughs> yeah, Alex is like, whoa. I don't want to. I don't want to go to war. Like, dude, I want to go home. The movie was, Whoa! <laughs> no, he's like, I want to go home. And so, yeah. So he goes. He goes back home, and then an assassin tries to kill him, and he meets a uh, a beta version of himself, and the beta version's just looks like him, but is kind of mostly a robot. An organic robot, maybe? Terminator-esque. Uh, we'll throw out the rules. Uh, and so, after the assassin tries to kill him, Centauri convinces him to come back and be a starfighter. When he goes back, he's the last starfighter. And bum, bum, then Grig bum, bum, trains bum. him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, and Grig is the, the uh, lizard guy that uh, Spencer's talking about. And, he's a good uh, lizard guy, though. He's the best character. Yeah, he's movie. great. 
Oh, he's so great. Uh, and so Spencer, or, wow, Spencer, hello. Um, Grid and Alex just kind of train and uh, do a little shooting. Um, a, a good, a good five seconds know, of training. Polygon yeah. training thing. Uh, and then they do a little uh, space strategy thing where they hide in space and let the big thing go past. And uh, it was just, uh, it was a fun battle sequence. I mean, the plot armor, because all the bad guys suck, but that's fine. And so they win, and Alex and uh, Alex goes back to Earth to see his family, and him and Maggie go off to train more starfighters. That's it. <laughs> yeah, like it's a it's a simple movie. But somehow it took two hours for us to get there. <laughs> <laughs> But it didn't feel that slow, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess there uh, was a good, like, 30 minutes of trailer park sadness. Register trademark. Maybe <laughs> I name a call it. Yeah. Uh, so so the trailer park stuff uh, was actually something that the director wanted to put in to make it distinct as a movie uh, and not just a guy in space has to save the universe. Uh and so they use the trailer park stuff to set it apart from like Star Wars and Star Trek and stuff like that, uh, and that have it like a human element. Yeah, I, I think that also, like, without it being set on Earth, they couldn't have done like the arcade thing and stuff like that. Uh, but they still had like the sci-fi stuff with the space DeLorean and stuff like that. Yes. Uh, it's definitely a space DeLorean. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do my part um, and talk about all of the movies that this is extremely similar to um, in specific <laughs> ways. It's it's very much all of these movies made one baby that is the last Starfighter. Uh, so so a young boy in Southern Ca- a young man in Southern California uh, is like cool, but he's a little distant from his parents and. And his friends, he's kind of a loner. He wants to be somebody. He wants to get out and, you know, do something. But he's kind of stuck in his uh, family ties. And then he runs into an inventive old man that pulls him into his adventure and his, like, you know, stuff. The old guy's stuff. So that's Back to the Future. Oh, and there's a space time traveling. No, it doesn't time travel. But there's a space DeLorean. Which was like a little bit. The well, that entire time up. I thought you were describing Star Wars. <laughs> oh, well, see, there's also that, I guess. So <laughs> there's also Star Wars. So like, yeah, I took a picture of the space DeLorean and said it to Tim because I said, are you freaking kidding me? Because <laughs> I was like, this is literally uh, Back to the Future. But this movie came out a year before Back to the Future. So I'm like, someone was on both sets. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, there, that's there true. Has, yeah, there has to be some... Some se- there's some serious overlap there. Anyway, after that, it's pretty much all uh, Tron. Really, was just the uh, the effects, I guess, um, and the arcade element. Uh, but the effects were very much Tron, like the the cy- Tron one, like the cycle races in Tron one is like the same level of CGI as this movie, which was an amazing yeah. thing for 1984. I have to say that uh, because someone spent yeah. so much time making this. Um, and does it look really bad? And today? money, probably, and money, uh, but not as much money as I thought. 
I read the budget. We'll talk about that later. Um, so yeah, so Star Command, not technically Star Trek. I think Buzz Lightyear may have stole it from this. <laughs> yeah. Now that I think about it. There's several things in, in this that are so uh, Buzz Lightyear. Yes. Uh, so for sure, the Starfighters and everything, it's like very much uh, Buzz Lightyear stole it from this because this came out first. Uh, but yeah, and then he's got the girlfriend. The girlfriend's like totally ripped from Back to the Future or vice versa. Like so similar. Like Maggie and uh, mm. Jennifer, like they're pretty much the exact same character. Uh, Grig is very original. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of Yoda and Ben Kenobi mixed together. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's definitely, I feel like this has to be the most influenced by Star Wars. And then yeah. they pulled the like digital effects from Tron, which may or may not have been a good choice. And <laughs> because this came out the same year-ish as Return of the Jedi. Uh, the year after, I think. Yeah, a year or two after. Yeah, because Temple of Doom came out after, and this was the same year as Temple of Doom. Yeah. Of Return of Jedi. So there's just a lot. There's, there's a lot of random stuff here. And like all of the the in-universe lore is just more confusing the more you think about it. <laughs> uh, so there was also a moment in the beginning when uh, one of the trailer park old ladies was uh, yelling for someone, and I was like, hey, it's Aunt Beru from Star Wars yelling out Luke. And then uh, and then later, uh, when all of Alex's friends were going to the beach or something, I tested you and it was like, oh, Alex just wants to go to Toshi Station with his friends. What's it? What's he was trying to buy? Luke was trying to buy? Uh, I, uh, pow- power couplers? Power or- converters. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what people did in the sand desert in their downtime. You know what else I thought of? When did Doom come out? Ooh. Uh, well. Um, We're saying things while Tim definitely does not. Wow, interesting. That's that's so interesting. I, I scoured my memory and I came up with the answer. <laughs> Um, it also came out in 1984. No way. <laughs> yeah. 1984 is just like, everyone makes space. Everyone's going to space. <laughs> and then the bad guys, the other thing I invention, the Zer, like that's straight out of uh, Star Trek. I wonder if Zerg came from that. Oh. Yeah, that's that's what I noticed. I was like, Zerg? Totally Zerg? <laughs> I guess we're fulfilling our "Hey, Light Years coming out soon," and we're watching a similar movie requirement. <laughs> so don't don't expect us to watch something else. This is it. Uh, there's a there's just some funny dialogue, like like the old lady yelling for him, um, and he's just like, ah. "There's a bunch of like kind of a little bit just a little bit cringy dialogue between Alex and Maggie, uh, but they're." really putting their all into the movie like both of those actors like this is their big break and you can tell but they're really good yeah like they're genuinely put in really good performances everybody does like i think this movie wouldn't have but then there's some funny lines like we were trying to youtube the alien language which we didn't find if you hadn't noticed starfighter fans <laughs> uh but i found the thing that was like the best line from the last starfighter uh, and it's the janitor guy from the I don't know what that is concession stand 
place of the trailer park. And he's like, life change is going to come. You just got to grab it with both hands and hold on tight. <laughs> and I'm like, this, this doesn't make any sense. And Alex is just playing the video game while talking to him. And then he just stares for a bit and then goes back to the game. And then he breaks the big record I, I, and everyone watches. And I'm like, well, no one cares about this. No I one should that. care. I was like, how? <laughs> this, this, I, I think they did that to just show how boring of a place this is that they get so excited. Or they're just trying to make it so an arcade such a special moment or something. Everybody, yeah. Alex is going to beat the record. <laughs> <laughs> What did you so so I know you love this movie, but what do you think of Centauri, especially on this one? Because for me, his performance is all over the place. Uh, I I I liked him. Um, I like him, but I just it's literally the most unpredictable character in the whole movie. So I can't figure out if he's a robot or an alien. <laughs> or uh, both. Yeah, because he definitely, like, after, after, I guess this is a spoiler. I don't know. I mean, it's made in No, we're in spoiler territory now. There's, <laughs> we've always been in spoiler territory. <laughs> but after he dies uh, and then comes back at the end, they're like, oh, I had to do some repairs. And I was like, just did some so, time so you're a robot? Uh, that sounds like you're a robot, but you definitely... At and look like an alien and I'm confused uh, let's not forget the the rag of <laughs> the rag of cgi <laughs> or makeup removal because <laughs> he's fully human right uh fedora yeah. cap and suit and all uh just happy go lucky i don't remember the actor's name but and then he he's randomly just wiping his face with the rag looks back and he has these giant creep creepy pink <laughs> alien eyes and his big alien face and Alex is like ah and then he goes and puts the rag back on and he's human again what on earth what on star command is that because <laughs> he does that twice in the movie and I'm just and we see his race of aliens and I'm just like this is very confusing yeah I don't get it <laughs> but most of the movie he's just laughing be like oh trust me and I'm like, He's give, you've given us zero reasons to trust you. Alex, my boy. Alex, my boy. You've got to become me. a starfighter. You passed the test. And then like, <laughs> and then like, he's trying to talk to Greg and Greg's trying to be nice. And then the guys are like, pay us the money you owe us. And I'm like, money? Why is he gambling? Where'd this come from? <laughs> and the plot point's just like never revisited either. Yeah. Uh, but him coming back to life, I don't know why they did that. But it's funny as all get out. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> like I saw, so, I saw him like running up with the rag, and I was like, no, he just just he's just back to life, just because my body needs some time to repair itself. I, I loved it when uh, when he came off or when he came on screen, and uh, he his face wasn't human, and Alice is like. <gasps> What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then he reveals his human face again. And Alice is like, Centauri, it's you. <laughs> it's like the uh, it's like the college humor Batman where he's fighting Two-Face and he keeps thinking he's 
two different people. No, yeah. oh, Harvey said you're back. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Help me catch Two Face. Oh, it's Two Face. Like it's either that or I don't know, I can't remember if it was that or this the video with Superman where Gordon takes off his glasses. He's like, "Where's Commissioner Gordon?" <laughs> I digress. I can't remember. <laughs> Write in to tell me tell me what I forgot, listeners. <laughs> so I think there were some uh, uh, some world building aspects in this movie that. I think we're pretty decent and could have been expounded upon in a sequel. Um, I feel like they were building for a sequel. That's why Centauri came back yeah. alive. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but there were there was the element of the uh, assassin hitman people that um, had that weird transformation when he walked by an arcade. That that was weird, but that's fine. Uh, yeah. but second, so second they, previous thing they about were like, the movie. <laughs> uh, so they were like th- this group of aliens or assassins that I don't know that they, they were just that's what they do. And so pretty dumb. um, yeah, Apparently. yeah. Um, I mean, if you have a gun, what's the best strategy to do? Hang on a roof, and then when someone comes by, just reach down rather than shoot them. Um, that's, that's what I've been taught or something. Uh, (laughs) but anyway, then there's the, uh, the antagonist general Krill and his army. Um, so general Krill, there could be more of his army maybe. Uh, and then there's a, a, like a, a, I don't want to say a resistance force in star command, but a, like there was a, a spy or something working for Krill that put the bomb on Star Command. So there's insurgents or something in Star Command. Uh, and then we see a sample of alien races from other planets in the in the, um, star system. Uh, and so there were definitely elements that this was a bigger galaxy and uh, kind of a world-building setup uh, for, for a sequel. Hmm. And uh, that that kind of leads us into something um, I want to talk about. Uh, what did you think about the design of any of the aliens? Let's see. Uh, the 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 majority of Star Command, uh, they look like old people with young people hair. Uh, they all have the cul-de-sac, uh, and they have big foreheads. So I thought that was uh, that was really fun. Uh, the bad guys so, was a lot of prosthetics. They just all looked like I don't even know. <laughs> they were a little weird. I just felt bad for all the people with all the prosthetics. I I actually really liked the design of the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, but the the uh, uh the good star command people um i can't remember their race name or whatever but they, they uh, every time they were on screen they reminded me of like a retired home um poker club because <laughs> of the hats they wore yeah yeah 
there was a bunch of different alien races in the uh, Starfighter Force that was qu- quickly killed, uh, but those were interesting. Uh, yeah, lots, it was like a most likely Cantina type deal. Yeah, um, Greg was Greg's like whole race thing was really cool. I wish he was a uh, a little more green. If that that sounds a little weird, but that was my only yeah. Complaint. Like he was like, kind of really good. Yeah, he was kind of brownish. Yes, um, it did make me laugh when they were showing each other their families, and Greg showed his family, and it's just like him and <laughs> like other people and. <laughs> lizard costumes and the photos just like super edited and it was really funny so uh fun fact about that photo um he he was dressed up as himself and his wife in that photo he he dressed up as both parts (laughs) that makes so much sense (laughs) i just feel so bad for that guy like he did such a good performance and he could barely move his face yeah. Uh, speaking so, of Greg, uh, I kind of want to do an impression of, of one of his quotes because his laugh is fantastic. Uh, so I'll be Alex. Uh, is that what we're doing? Yeah, 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 we can do that. Okay. Oh, I'm not what actually sure about the his voice. I just think I want to do the laugh. But yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to fight it. Oh, wow, that's wrong. <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. Um, that's not Greg. Here we go. Uh, exactly. Zer once thinks you're still on Earth. Classic military strategy. Surprise attack. It'll be a slaughter. That's the spirit. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, my slaughter. <laughs> I can't do it, man. I don't know how he does it. That was pretty close. <laughs> oh. It's like a it's like a it's like a very strong breathy gasp. <laughs> well, I can't do it. <laughs> that's it. That's, all you that's on uh that's that's going to be recorded, so that's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if my mic actually caught that, if I didn't just max it out, break the whole thing. So, uh, so, so that's a great quote from the movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really a. Uh, it's so fun because it, it expresses uh, Alex's just lack of confidence in the situation and so much of Grid's personality. He's just like unbearably optimistic and. He's like really serious, but then also he's like, yeah, let's go against the whole fleet by ourselves. And I won't tell you, it's fine. (laughs) And just the inconsistencies of every character in space cracks me up. Uh, But now is a good time to talk about (laughs) the creepiest part of this movie, which is the beta Alex. And by creepy, I only mean the moment (laughs) where he's forming into Alex in the bed. (laughs) Like that was maybe that that's still implanted in my brain, maybe forever. That was a uh, that was rough on the eyes, very Terminator esque. I love it when Maggie comes into the room and is like, "Alex, do you want to talk?" Mm. I- I'm here if you need me. And Beta Alex is just like, 
Under and the Lewis sheets. is like, that's and Alex then... moaning. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and then Maggie leaves and Beta Alex is like, takes off the sheets and is like, no one's here. Pulls it back. <laughs> oh, this is funny. It's I like, looked up the, uh, the IMDB just to get some names. And about half of these people, their picture is from the last Starfighter on their IMDb profile. Really? Yes. <laughs> like most of them, except for Lance Guest, who plays Alex Rogan. Anyway, I was gonna—I was looking it up so I could give kudos to Lance Guest, who did a great job portraying both characters. He—he he played both the robot Alex and the real Alex. Uh, also, most of the scenes of Beta Alex were uh so they they showed the movie um for a test screening and a lot of people loved uh the scenes with beta alex because they were seen as uh comic relief and so they actually filmed a few other scenes with beta alex uh one of those was like the camping scene with him and maddie uh and then when he took off his head in front of lewis uh which is go back to sleep great scene (laughs) (laughs) uh but they those were added uh later after the test screening and uh so in those scenes um is that why he plays beta alex yeah he's wearing a wig and that because he had already got his hair cut oh that makes more that makes a lot of sense because i was like beta alex's hair looks a little weird so beta alex is just uh he's like Henri. he's not alex but he's like He's like, I gotta be here and be bait for those assassins. And he's just super sarcastic <laughs> and like he just gives in, like he's trying to be romantic, but he's like doesn't understand human interaction. And he's just like, I give up. I'm not Alex. <laughs> and so <laughs> it was just funny uh, that he admitted that. And then right before he kills the assassin with a car, because he can't technically attack. I don't understand that part. Uh, but he's like, you owe me big time, Alex Rogan. Then boom. And so I was like. I wonder if, like, in a sequel, they would find a way to bring Beta Alex back. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, I mean, his death was kind of off screen. Yes. So I think we should talk about the quotes, and then I have a question for you, Tim, before we get to trivia. So uh, I'll read read my favorite quote, because it made Isabel and I laugh out loud. Uh, she didn't watch the whole movie, by the way. <laughs> she only watched part of it, but that's okay. Uh, they're, they beat all the bad guys, and the bad guy's ship is just blowing up or whatever, and they're just at a table just yelling at each other. <laughs> and he's like, damage report! Guidance system out. Boom! Shake the whole room. Auxiliary pillar out. Boom! Room shakes. Divert! She won't answer the helm. Or locked into the moon's gravitational pull. What do we do? We die. Boom. <laughs> it's just so. Just they're just like. Just, I don't know. It's just the funniest writing ever. Like that's just, that's what they said. <laughs> we die. <laughs> I just like I was laughing at that for like almost five minutes. Just ridiculous. I, I love what you said earlier. Everyone just dives into their role and uh, and just does their best. Cause, and, and they had fun with it, I think. 
So there is one actor that I recognize from this movie. I didn't know from where, but now I do. His name is uh, Centauri. The actor's name is Robert Preston. And he's the guy that did yeah. the old movie of The Music Man. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness, it's The Music Man. Anyway. So uh, a lot of these actors were actually in uh, some of the Halloween movies. Interesting. Which I don't really care about, but there's that. So before we get to trivia, Tim, I wanted to ask you, you have been given, I don't know what studio made this, whatever studio has the rights to The Last Starfighter has decided to green light a sequel. And Tim, just a couple minutes, we got to figure out how this sequel is going to go. Oh, geez. Who are we bringing back? What's coming back? What's going on? So, so I think there's there's got to be a new kid, right? Yeah. And he's playing a PS5 or whatever. So, oh, so you the, think the new, a new character should be based on Earth? Yes. I think they they would have to do because this movie is almost not well known anymore. So yeah. I think they would have to do a new one uh, with a new kid, and then like you meet the original, like you meet Alex Rogan in space or something, and he's the commander or whatever of Star Command. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I think I think one thing they would have to do is further expand the world building. Yes. Now, I, I think I do agree that with it being 40 years later, that it would kind of have to be like a soft reboot, but also a sequel. Yes. Um, but they would have to explore other areas other than just space, Earth, and Star Command. Big, like, big, big frontier, uh, big wall in space. <laughs> They'd have to explain yeah. the frontier <laughs> and what that exactly is. Like, like maybe, maybe another wall of space you know um maybe Even farther out who controls the wall or no uh like maybe another faction in space um and make it more of an adventure rather than just a space opera action thing i don't know i don't know what genre this would be best is described as so i feel like yeah i feel like they haven't because of the actors that have passed. Like, I feel like you could bring back Lance Guest. It seems to be still alive, but like Robert Preston's gone. Where's Greg? I know oh, Robert Preston's passed away. I don't uh, know. About I think he has to. Is Dan no Harley? Apparently he was in RoboCop yeah. as well. Oh, he died in 2005. <laughs> oh, in RoboCop, he played the old man. And in RoboCop 2, he played Old Man. And then, as you said, he was in Halloween 3. Uh, So it's just, there'd be a lot of recasting. But if you don't bring back Grig, it's not really worth making. So in 2009, there was a story pitched for, for a sequel. It would take place 25 years after the original with Norman Snow confirmed to return as Zur. It was never made, of course, but um, it would follow up a grown-up Lewis who misses his brother and is brought back to Rylos to become a starfighter. Ah. Uh, and I think that was teased in this one. That'd uh, be good. 
it may it, it may have involved Alex and Maggie's Rylos born son or daughter uh, who sets out to settle a store with Zer uh, when Alex is killed during a Kodan attack. Um, of, but so the main reason this this hasn't gotten a sequel is because of a rights dispute uh, between Universal, Warner Brothers, and the screenwriter. Interesting. The, yeah, they all claim to have rights to a sequel or remake. But, and the latest news for a sequel, a reboot is kind of in the works since 18, and a screenplay was submitted by Gary Wooda, who uh, has wanted to make a reboot for many years. Matt Alsop uh, provided some concept work. Both of those people worked on Rogue One. Oh. So they, they have experience with space movies, uh, but I think it would just be down to a, a rights issue. I mean, but with they, have, them, they are interested in making it. Like with uh, Blade Runner 2049, Tron Legacy. Uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Well, Star Wars coming back for one, but the prequels were a thing. Dune, yeah. Dune being remade. Like, this is the time. Yeah. This is the time to do yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but box office. So you had so, it made $29 million. Yes. On a budget of $15 million. Which yeah. basically means they broke even. Well, depending on see, how much I know marketing that's how they we, spent. Right. And I know that's how we calculate uh, bots office and stuff now. More but or less, yeah. I don't, I don't think they would spend as much on marketing back then they wouldn't really be able to or need to without the internet yeah so i i would think probably add five million to the budget so 20 million it's about a nine million dollar profit yeah which in today's dollars uh, is it's gonna be a bit more than that with inflation but yeah uh, but also just something to consider there during that time, 1984 in July, there, there were a lot of good movies in theaters. So, so some of them includes the first Ghostbusters, Gremlins, Karate Kid, Indiana Jones, uh, Temple of Doom, Conan the Destroyer, Muppets Take Manhattan, uh, Star Trek Three: Search for Spock, and The NeverEnding Story. Uh, as well as other movies like uh, Romance in the Stone and others. And all of those movies are like classic or cult classics now. Uh, and Last Starfighter was ranked pretty high up there in those those 10 movies. Uh, so I think I think that's pretty impressive for considering the the movies they were going up against during that time. All of those movies were in theaters at the same time as Last Starfighter. I agree. So is this uh, so the last trivia or the last star trivia or star trivia or uh, the well, yeah, not to be confused with our trivia that will come out next episode, but this is going to be our last trivia. Um, so we kind of mentioned the, the special effects already, but. 
all of the special effects, uh, not including, of course, practical effects like makeup and explosions, but all the spe- visual effects were made on a, a Cray XMP computer. Now, the Cray XMP computer uh, was the supercomputer of the time. Um, in fact, $14 million of the $15 million was spent on this computer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. So that just kind of shows, like, I, I think that shows the, the, the actor's dedication to this movie because they weren't getting paid a ton. Um, the, the, the sets and stuff were, there wasn't a lot to them and stuff. Uh, but just so much of the budget went into this one computer to make the special effects. The screenwriter, uh, Jonathan Betuel, uh, said that the the idea of this movie came about because he wandered into a video game, uh, video arcade, and saw a young boy playing a video game. And at the same time, he was reading a book called The Once and Future King. And it occurred to him that what if a video game had been a sword and a stone, and a boy had stored an incredible number in the video game which sent out a ripple effect across the universe. Uh, so basically, the kid won a high score and got a, uh, a crazy award, like the Arthurian story. That's really cool. I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. Uh, and I already mentioned that Dano Harrelly uh, played Greg's wife and Greg's family photo. Uh Another fun fact, so at the th- it's this time, uh, Star Trek was a, was a huge thing. I already mentioned that Star Trek 3 had come out this same month. Uh, but also in this movie, Will Wheaton was in it. Uh, he was very young in this movie. But um, Will Wheaton was, uh, he had speaking parts, but they were cut from the movie. But he was in two scenes, just kind of in the background. Uh, his character was Lewis's friend. So, again, he never had speaking parts of this movie, but he was in it. What does he play in uh, Star Trek? Uh, Wesley. Oh. In the Next Generation. Right. Oh, that makes sense. I remember him now. Uh, so... A uh, toy company called Galoob created prototype action figures for the movie. And they were never produced because realta- retailers didn't believe the movie would be pos- possible and successful. Sad. Kind of similar to Star Wars. Uh, but the figures included Alex Rogan, both in Trailer Park and Starfighter outfits, Maddie, Centauri, Grig, Zer, Krill, Akodan, the Tentacled Starfighter, and to Zandozans, uh, and Endurant. Uh, they were planned to be released in two fi- two figure packs. Uh, ultimately, the movie was a moderate s- success, but by then it was too late to produce the toys. Spencer, you might think this is an um, unbelievable fact, but the entirety of the movie was shot in forty days. I do believe that because so many of the shots were on the $14 million computer. 
Uh, I found the uh, pictures of the action figures. They're awesome. Must be prototype. Oh, really? Okay, I I hadn't uh, looked for those. That's interesting. So this would have changed the movie so much, but Robin Williams was almost cast as the evil Zer. Oh my gosh. He, he declined the role. No. But oh my gosh, he would have been so fun. Would have been perfect. He could have played anyone in this movie. Yeah. He could have played everyone. He could have played everyone. Definitely Greg, but Centauri also is right up his alley. Robert Preston, who uh, played the character of Centauri, Enemy also did fan. the voice of the arcade game. Yes. Uh, and that... that that voice in the arcade game was perfect. He he was so good in that. I'm trying to see how much uh, these action figures so, are going for. <laughs> Keep going. I already mentioned Will Wheaton was in uh, Star Trek, but there were others who were also uh, in a Star Trek role of some kind. Um, they included Mark Alamo, uh, Dan Mason, Barbara Boston, Norman Snow, Jeffrey Blake, uh, and Meg Wiley. Uh, they all play just small parts in Star Trek. Um, Star Trek it just has so many actors who played in small so alien content. races or whatever. It's insane. Uh, so I I really want to find a video of this, but there was a musical based on the movie that was produced in 2007. It's got to be like some high school or something. Right? Uh, no. Um. It was off Broadway, but I don't. I can't remember how high it was. The musical. I'm trying to <laughs> rack my. I'm trying to rack my memory on this musical that I've totally remembered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a bunch of stuff, but I don't know what this is. <laughs> oh, oh. I found uh I found that you can get the album. Oh my gosh. <laughs> for the musical. It's nine dollars it's ten nine dollars. If it online oh, I'm if you wanna buy soon. if you wanna buy the audio C D it's sixty-three dollars. <laughs> Jeez. Used. There's only one new and it's <laughs> ninety bucks. One of the songs some of the some of the songs uh Starlight, Star Bright, uh, Zandozan, <laughs> and I don't know, uh, Star League Anthem, except League is spelled wrong <laughs> for whoever updated, whoever uploaded this. I want to sample it, but I don't, not right now. I don't want to get into copyright disputes with The Last Starfighter, a new musical. <laughs> you, you would have three different people attacking you. <laughs> Uh, Nick Castle calls the casting of Robert Preston uh, as Centauri, uh, quote, one of the greatest casting of the 80s, end quote. He later refers to him as the music man in space and the archetypal flim flam man. Uh, Castle notes that he always considered the story to be like a classical musical without music, which is part of the reason he does. Uh, he chose someone so theatrical to play Centauri. I, I truly don't think this movie would have been the same without uh, Robert Preston as Centauri. Yeah. 
the uh, the spaceship used by the second Zandozan assassin uh, was one of Rob Cobb's rejected designs from Alien. Uh, it was rejected at the concept stage, so it was never built until he used it for this film. I, I love it when uh, people use con- uh, rejected concept ideas for a film. Um, that's that's done with a lot with Star Wars. Uh, a lot of Roth McCory work makes it into uh, the Rebels or Mandalorian or something like that. Right. That's that's just really cool. Uh, the only uh, film before this that used so much computer-generated in- imagery was Tron, uh, which was released two years prior. Uh, but he also says that with a, a lot of pride that this film was the first movie to use motion blurring, uh, like when the star car makes its descent to Rylos, uh, offering an added level of realism. Um, I think at the time it offered a l- added level of realism. I don't now. think it does now. <laughs> no, it does not. Uh, the The beta unit was written to give the movie uh, originality, to make it separate from just a space adventure. And I think it very it worked in that way a lot. So Spencer, you you commented on the uh, car's similarity to Back to the Future. Um, there's a yes. definitely a reason for that. Uh, Ron Cobb, uh, who designed the sports car Centauri drives, was originally picked to design the time machine for Back to the Future. Um, do you know if he ended up designing the car for Back to the Future? I mean, the the word originally tells me that he probably didn't. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Back to the Future. I'm a huge Back to the Future fan. Not the biggest. There's some probably crazy people out there, uh, but I'm a big fan, which made it, it did make it a little tough to see the first two little bit of this movie because I was like, this is ripping off Back to the Future. Wait, this tick up, this came out before Back to the Future. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that he did. I've watched the video about it, I've watched a bunch of documentaries about yeah. it. I, I, even though it's so similar to Best of the Future, I still think it's a pretty pretty cool design for that time period. Uh, it looks like he pre- he pretty much designed it. He was only in like the first stages of it. Like he was a consultant. He provided the initial designs and then they built it out. Okay. So. Uh, when the Ryland spy is tortured and killed, uh, Castle points out that uh, it hurts when you see someone's brains fry. Uh, and Ron Cobb adds that there was more to this scene, which included the entire head melting away. Um, this was not added, uh, of course, to the final cut of the film because of how gruesome it was. At the time of this release, the PG-13 hadn't been developed, so too much graphic would just make it an R rating. But the beta unit forming skin wasn't graphic? Yeah, yeah, man. That was uh, just joy to my eyes. (laughs) Not mine. (laughs) An alien coming out of a larva stage doesn't count as an R rating, but a face melting away, that that counts as R. What about Raiders of the Lost Ark? (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't. I, I got nothing for that. I'm pretty sure all of the 80s was just a messy time when it came to ratings. Yeah. So this movie was great. Uh, I don't know if it's one I'll just go and see again, but it's definitely a cult classic <laughs> for like 80s movies that I feel like you should see. Yeah. Uh, just for the and, and I'm like, I'm just, I'm a huge fan of 80s films. And again, like I, I was just so surprised. So many of my friends had never even heard of this film. I don't want to be mean, Tim, but probably like a f- six out of ten. Sorry, I apologize. Six, uh, six blown up starfighters out of the the millions of little. Sh- satellite things in the frontier space wall that doesn't make any sense <laughs> fun fact the uh the director actually commented on the space ball and he he said after the movie had released he's like yeah that that doesn't make much sense but it was too late to change it <laughs> See, uh, so we love that yeah i, I think um as a young child, I enjoyed this movie more than I did this last rewatch. Um, I still like it. Uh, I would... Oh. Man, this... Uh, I would give it a... 7, my boy, out of... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 10 great uh, laughs yes yes out of 10 great laughs so tim so we're trying to explore this but tim's choice spencer's choice phenomenon so i'm going to share before this episode releases uh that we're watching this movie the last starfighter so you know we'll all be forked out but i would like to announce what we're watching next for spencer and tim tackle so then the listeners will know like, and they'll be able to watch it with us. But yeah. I haven't decided entirely what that will be. So I need your help, Tim. Okay. We are either going to watch a movie that we both absolutely have seen and we love. <laughs> or uh, a drama that you probably haven't seen, but I think you will enjoy uh what's the drama uh no you you have to choose i i know what they are but you have to choose which one you're oh okay do <laughs> okay so <laughs> so either one that i've probably definitely seen or the a 100% drama that i probably you, haven't yes we've talked about the the thing you have seen we've talked about doing this movie before ah let's do the drama okay uh, we are going to watch the uh, football movie, We Are Marshall. Okay. And it's awesome. It's such a good movie. I, I have seen it, but it has been a long time. And I get that one mixed up with another sports one. So 100% agree with that. This will be awesome. Yeah. All right. And we'll do the other one later. So don't worry about that. I won't leave you in suspense, listeners. After Tim's choice. Anyway, this has been another episode of Spencer and Tim Tackle on The Last Starfighter. 
I was going to try a new Griggs laugh to end, but I can't do it. So thanks for listening, guys. It's so hard. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, We'll see you next week.